So I want you to think, this is what I'm, we're doing this for. The seventh graders in Jason Borsella's class were supposed to be reading about slavery. I'm sorry. You and you and you are very rude right now. So we're gonna but it wasn't going so well. Three boys kept goofing off at their desks. Head down, head down, and head down. We'll talk after. You're done. This was an especially jittery day at Amolier Middle School. The whole class was just distracted. Some kids kept whispering or getting out of their seats. Even the most dedicated students couldn't concentrate. Pack it up. You are dismissed. As the class was leaving, Borsella vented to another teacher about one student in particular. So ready to get rid of him and train him to kindergarten, I swear to God. There are times when seventh graders do seem like they belong in kindergarten. At 12 and 13 years old, they can be incredibly squirmy and childish, distracted by everything. But with the right push, they can also become really curious about the world around them. The next day, Borsella takes a totally different approach for his lesson about runaway slaves. I want you to be able to tell me how you would feel if you were a slave. There's no reading. They talk. A few minutes later, the kids are having a really thoughtful discussion about how white slave owners prevented rebellions through the use of fear. They're going to kill the whole people that tried to rebel against them in front of the whole white people, and it's going to teach them a lesson. It's going to get them scared, and they're never going to want to do it again. Okay, well, you just took everything that I wanted to say, and you put it all in one combined sentence. I really appreciate that. He's right. Borsella turned it around because he's learned something after a decade teaching middle school. Be like water. Fit the situation at hand. You have to be flexible, he says, because puberty itself is a state of flux. Seventh grade is a hot mess. You've got kids that are six feet tall and squeaking, and then you've got boys and girls that are barely four and a half feet. It sounds like chaos, but Principal Derek Spaulding says it's actually an opportunity. In the spectrum of adolescent development, 12 is really when you start to have that changeover. Spaulding is a former teacher who founded this school right in the middle of the Bronx back in 2008. He says middle school kids are still impressionable. They haven't disappeared yet behind the armor of teenage attitude. They're adaptable at this age. They, they come in with a set of ideas, but a, a set of ideas that are amendable and moldable to a degree. That's why Spalding says middle school is the last chance to keep some of them on track. Researchers have found that even a sixth grader who flounders, or who's repeatedly absent, is much more likely to drop out of high school. That's awesome. What did Rosa Parks do? How did she boycott? She went in the bus. Emolier has developed a good reputation for its warm environment and high attendance. But it's got a tough population. Its 250 students are mostly poor and include a lot of immigrants and children with special needs. The school gives all 6th and 7th graders small reading classes like this to improve their comprehension because so many of them are reading at a much lower level. But 7th graders Kimberly Mahir and Sheikwell Kabah aren't embarrassed. They say their English teacher really cares. Because he tells us to keep on working. Like he doesn't, like he makes it encouraging. Like he, he don't put us down. It could be hard, but it really doesn't seem hard when you ask for help. I heard this from a lot of kids at Amolier. As we left the reading class, Spaulding said that's because honesty works with kids this age and builds trust when teachers push their kids to do better. That group right there, they were 
probably reading at a fifth, sixth grade level, even though that was seventh grade. And we call them pushables. Those are the kids that, with very strategic intervention, can get to that proficient level within this year. The idea that preteens need a lot of hand-holding extends beyond the classroom here. Teachers often pull kids aside in the hallway or lunchroom to talk to them about their attendance or behavior. She harasses the boys. Mm-hmm. The boys harass her. And a few months ago, teacher Pamela Garrison and a guidance counselor were in an office with two boys spending the day in detention. Nobody wanted to provide any details, but it was over something involving a girl. Garrison had a talk with the boys. You're not supposed to touch a female, even if she's being violent, even if she's really being aggressive. What do you think about that? I'm not trying to say that women are weak, but men have more, more like... They're stronger? Yeah, Yeah, physically men are. As you might expect at this age, a lot of little fights and arguments involve boys versus girls. The teachers say that's because they're starting to show an interest in each other, but they don't know how to express themselves. They throw food at us sometimes. They um, come over here and bother us. Angelie Marie is at a lunch table full of seventh grade girls. She says they don't want to sit with the boys. They um, like to throw airplanes at us when they give out like paper. They make airplanes and they throw it at us. Do you think it's some of them may have a crush on you and maybe some of you have a crush on them? No, no, yes. nobody here. They can deny it all they want, but one of the boys admits he's often thinking about girls. Elijah Harper pulls his cell phone out of his coat pocket. I like this girl, right? She was like, she's just on my mind, the girl right here. Albert Gonzalez gets up close for a look. Oh, she's so beautiful. Can I could kiss her? No. It's pretty hard for any teacher to compete with that, but that's what middle school is about. The kids really are distracted in so many ways. The payoff is huge, though, if you can reach them. One day, the seventh graders were lining up in the hall before heading to lunch when two math teachers decided to harness their crazy energy. They pitted the classes against each other to solve some problems involving fractions. One of those classes was 703, the same group with the behavior problems during history. Eventually, 703 won, and the other teacher wanted a rematch. My 702 challenge this class any day. For that moment, on that day, doing well in school became the most exciting thing for these seventh graders. At least until the next distraction. For WNYC, I'm Beth Fertig.